Did you ever see the boys dressed up in the panda in the panda outfits to to get them going? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell! Oh, man. If it wasn't for people like panda bears, would be gone. Imagine going for your loan in the credit union and going. Well, what do you do for a living? Well, <laughs> jerk yeah, off never panda guess. bears. Yeah. <laughs> it's someone's job. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Street talk. Mental health. Street talk. Mental health. Street talk. Mental health. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. You're very welcome along to Straight Talking Mental Health. It's the weekly podcast where we just talk straight about mental health. So it's all self-explanatory, but uh, the only way to do that and to deal with mental health issues, we reckon, is deal with them head on. And we do that via myself, Peter Dunn, and this dude here, Alan Clark. There you go. So you can check out previous episodes where we dig into the likes of suicide, sexual abuse, self-esteem, trauma, adolescence, loneliness, anxiety, mental health and popular culture, loads and loads of stuff. So you can check them out wherever you get your podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to them right now even. Simple as. So um, this week we're going to talk about gaming addiction. It's something new to me and I'm completely baffled by it, but we're going to find out more very, very soon from our resident psychotherapist. You had the emphasis on the psycho bit there. <laughs> I always have emphasis on the psycho. <laughs> psycho therapist. Psycho therapist. How's the head, dude? Mr. Clark. Yeah, all right, man. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, went away to tip, t- lad. I was down in tip, boy. Up tip, up riding. Um, there was no up riding down the tip. Tinder pickings are fair slim down there. Jesus. Nearly as bad as Sligo. They're waiting on the internet. <laughs> oh, <sick. laughs> I have a friend down in Sligo, my friend Karen, and uh, I'd go over there, you know, every, every so often. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I was talking to her sister, I was talking to Gemma then uh, the other day, and I was like, I didn't realise you could clear Tinder. <laughs> I had it done in about three minutes while I was waiting on my food order to be taken. <laughs> I said, I thought when you clear Tinder, you met the woman of your dreams. Turns out all you get is bored and fucking disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us nicely onto gaming addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we was having James went down to Tipstead in the hotel. We had a little pool. You book your mm. book your slot in the pool and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So it was grand. I brought him to the Rock of Cashel, which he really liked. I thought he was going to be bored as fuck at it, but yeah. thankfully, you know, he wasn't going. I want to go. No, he kind of did at the end because when he realised that he didn't have the PlayStation in the in the hotel room, <laughs> and he wasn't <laughs> going to get to play a game. But you forget, you forget the fucking history that that we have. You know, when you're down there, this mm. thing's a thousand years old, like. Place of Kings and you know but then I was wondering like did we just romanticise it you know were they dealing with just similar shite that politicians deal with now like just nepotism and trying to get funding for your local community gag club and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a few fucking uh, gold coins under the table yeah. <laughs> Fionn McCool is there shaking a bucket and Tesco, he's packing your bag, you know. <laughs> he's going around selling tickets to the fucking lot- local lotto <laughs> for the G. Oh, it's up to it's up to fifteen thousand gold coins, lads. I'll stick you down. I'll stick you down your usual numbers, will I? Yeah. <laughs> you owe me for last. What did they have? Right? What what numbers will you have? I'll have 
I I I I and uh, V I I. <laughs> if that if that had Roman numerals or whatever numerals that then, but, um, or, um, yeah, hieroglyphics or something like that. Yeah, and what's your what what letter are you going to scratch off? Man with arrow, man with arrow, <laughs> I blinking eye on triangle, and that's me. We had, we had all them squiggles and spirals and stuff, didn't we? That's right. Yeah, you got new yeah. to see them all. Yeah. I've never been to New Grange. You ever been there? New Grange is cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I went there. I've never been fucking anywhere twice. Man, to be twice. <laughs> huh? I've never been over anywhere. Very, very, uh, very poor upbringing. Very woe is me. Well, no, never brought anywhere. Literally, <laughs> you've loads of time now to make up for it. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, especially yeah. with all the staycationing going on and everything. And, mm-hmm. and in fairness, but you're right. There's a load of history in this country. A load of history yeah. in your back bloody garden. You probably don't yeah, realize. Like, we're, um, we're an old old country, like you know. Mm, oh yeah, <laughs> there's but, a big yeah. castle over a thousand years old, like. Funny enough, like I, I was never really into history or anything like that, but um, I think I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, I did, yeah, that um, I drew a picture for my daughter of a Viking. The Viking, yeah. yeah and then, of course, did you find out more? Up. I did, yeah, I found out loads. Go did man. you know that Vikings introduced rabbits to Ireland? Rabbits, rabbits, yeah, and mm. they also invented currency. No, wow. uh, do you know anybody second name Doyle? I do. Chances are they're Viking. Wow. There you go. No. Yeah. The more don't you know, we don't fucking bring us the knowledge on this. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're dropping straight knowledge. Just help me mental health. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it is fascinating, like when you when you dig in more and it kinda gives me more of an urge to to dig into more history in the country. We're heading for yeah. Waterford in a couple of weeks and that's big Viking country, so mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And uh, looking forward to kind of reading the information a half a second before my daughter sees me yeah. how to be the expert, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. Oh my god, my daddy knows everything. Absolutely. Daddy don't know shit. Google no. knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, when did Vikings land here? <laughs> it's kind when it's not been rammed down your throat yeah exactly more yeah. like I've a burning desire now to learn Irish again I mean old Gwailgor what you call me <laughs> what Gwailgor prick fuck you <laughs> <laughs> well that's what they be calling you um, they have fierce notions old Gwailgors <laughs> and they fucking make sure you know that they're a Gwailgor <laughs> yeah. yeah there is a snobbery to the Irish language there is there yeah, yeah, yeah there is um, it's a beautiful language though it it's is, very yeah. Poetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I learned more in the three weeks that I was down in the in the Quail Talk than I ever did in school. Mm. Outside of all the shifting. Yeah. <laughs> for any for everyone anyone that's ever gone to the Quail Talk, it's just a big shift fest. Like it's fucking mm. brilliant. <laughs> but you learn more in that conversational piece. Like, so how many Irish people is like, Oh, speak some Irish. Um, what, what was the ad a couple of years ago? And your man's chatting up your one and he's giving her the Irish and cock oh, yeah, yeah. and all of yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Probably that's all we remember. <laughs> yeah, because it's, yeah. it's fucking just rammed down your throat. That's it, you know. When, when, you're, when you're given the opportunity to learn because you want to, it's a mm. whole different experience. Like I, like all the adolescent clients that I have, uh, Gatsby has been on uh, the Leaving Cert program. And that's my, that's my favourite book, is Gatsby. And um, so I, I remember I had one client and he's uh, like, oh, I have an assignment you next week on Gatsby. What do you want to know? And we were talking about it. And he, and he ended up getting a, he ended up getting a, an A1 or a whatever, the, the, whatever way to have the grade now. He goes, that's the highest I've ever got in English. I was like, you're welcome. Because <laughs> we were talking about Gatsby. I was like, oh yeah, and there's this and there's that and there's that so all, all the books that that the teenagers have to read is mm. the stuff I read in my free time like all, all the classic literature Dostoevsky fucking uh, To Kill a Mockingbird Gatsby mm. uh, Catcher in the Rye you know, all, that's all the stuff I read because I want to like 
So you're not actually, you're not doing psychotherapy anymore. You're doing fucking English grinds, basically. <laughs> I noticed that. Tell him, tell him your fucking anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, I've got anxiety about the, the, about the, my English, my English uh, homework <laughs> next week. I got you, buddy. I got you. Here, I, I just happen to have a refill pad in the bio, Derek. New fill. I tell you to be doing well to fucking read my handwriting. <laughs> Instant fail. What the fuck? What's this hieroglyphics like? What's this? What's this shit? We're back to hieroglyphics I love yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was tip but that was the history and that was English and there was um, a bit of a revelation on last week's podcast actually jeez I was I was completely floored by it because I never knew that Peter Kay was from Pakistan <laughs> did you know what that the- did you know that <laughs> it was an impromptu impression <laughs> Peter K. Oh, that, that was an impression, was it? Nah, that's me bollocks. <laughs> hold on for a second. Hold on, hold on. For anybody who doesn't know, last week on our episode about depression, Alan did uh, an impression of Peter K. Uh, while we, we had to go for a piss. Not together now, separately. <laughs> and uh, social distance-ly. Uh, we, <laughs> we had to take a break during our podcast and Alan did an impression of Peter K. For anyone who didn't hear it, have a listen to this. He's still gone. It's reminding me of the... Uh of the Peter K sketch go how long do dads piss for oh, once a week for fucking 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> fuck off that's Pakistani <laughs> I don't care what you say I'm telling you man get that fucking clip it's, it's, it's uncanny <laughs> <laughs> dickhead <laughs> what's been going on with you man uh, I'm still intermittent fasting it's the easiest still thing I've ever done. No, it's the easiest <laughs> shit I've ever done. I swear to God, it's so easy. Just don't fucking eat and you're fine. <laughs> it's so Simple easy. Just it. don't eat. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Just don't eat. I can't put it any simpler. Just don't fucking eat. Um, no, like, I find that I don't eat from 8 o'clock at night till 12 the next day. But you know you're going to eat. It's not like mm-hmm. you don't know or you're afraid yeah, yeah, you won't yeah, have a meal. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. And well, that's why you get hangry. Exactly, yeah. You, get, you, know, for, yeah. you know, we joke about that expression, but that's it because your brain literally goes into survival mode. Thinking and it tells starvation. It's like, do whatever you need to fucking do to get food. Absolutely, get vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we no, you know, when we're hungry. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And actually, mm. I find I enjoy food more now because I, I look forward to it. And hunger is the best sauce and all this kind of stuff. But that's yeah, yeah. Happy, you know. I'll tell you what the benefits are in a few weeks, but uh, mm. simple. Just um, what, what, what's your reason for doing it? I just want to get fitter. Mm. Just kind of a different direction. I'm always doing something. So um, mm-hmm. and every every time I say it to to Laura, she's like, "Oh, we're at something else now, right? Okay, grand. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do this. It's this magical new. F- mm-hmm. And I wouldn't call it a diet because diets are temporary. You know, this yeah, is yeah, something yeah. I want to keep going. And it's just to improve quality of life. Apparently, it doesn't. And any of them, none of them last. No, they only ever work for a lot of them. We, we all go back to what we were. Yeah. Like your body will get used to it and just yeah, yeah, keep yeah. going as is. You know what yeah. I mean? There's only so much you can do. So much weight you can lose. You know, mm-hmm. it's so big. You did can you put get. Did you put weight on over lockdown? Did you? No, I I stayed the same. I did. I I exercised with the kids about three days a week, and then I exercised for about five days. So, uh, three days a week, I do two exercises so morning and afternoon and then two of them days i just do afternoon workouts so eight workouts a week oh, yeah when, when i say workout 
15 minutes that's it Yeah, yeah. 15 yeah. minutes and gone I'm not hanging around too fucking I have no patience for that shit you know yeah. I'm not one of these guys who pounds the pavements with their, yeah, their fucking yeah. lycra gear and their, uh, yeah. their their bluetooth attached to here and their yeah. their map well, my run thank, thanks for that maps. image of you now in, in, in lycra there you go <laughs> thanks for that man it feels like I'm wearing nothing at all <laughs> but you actually inspired me I'm, I'm, I'm back now back watching the calories counting oh, the calories well. again yeah yeah good stuff yeah. I put on I, I set a goal at the start of the year my back was fucked last year mm. and I put on a bit of weight and I put on about a stone and a lot of other shit going on in my life at the time put on a bit of stone and my heaviest there at Christmas after Christmas I think it was about 13 13 stone it's like, I'm not mm. going to kill myself I'm just going to you know eat smart that kind of thing and I said mm. I set my goal my birthday's in April so I'm, I'm not counting this fucking birthday man this, this birthday during lockdown shouldn't fucking count like that's bullshit <laughs> I'm writing this year off. This doesn't count, like no, no, no. At least, yeah, yeah at least. So my birthday's like, so I, I said, like, I lose a stone. I set that goal to to lose a stone, and I was on track. And then lockdown happened. Mm. <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit. Eat all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'm back, I'm back, back up now. I'm not 13, but um, mm. I put on, I put on a bit of weight. So I just said, I said, right, go back to what was working. Yeah. Uh, watch the calories count them I use, it, use an app uh, my, my fitness pal oh, counts yeah, on you know you yeah. scan the barcode and it mm. tells you all the calories tells you what calories you have left during the day so yeah. just getting back into that, that that helps me just makes you more conscious of I, I remember one thing I did you, you know the uh, the fitness bars you'd, you'd get in the shops mm, yeah protein bars and stuff like that I remember scanning one of them and the fucking calories in it calories aren't a bad thing well, they are feeding too many of them. Well, you see, <laughs> and you're not burning off the equivalent. No, of course, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of people go calories, calories. This is calorie-free, it's blah, blah, blah. I eat, I eat a shitload of calories. And I would yeah, look more at the um, carbohydrates in it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at high carbohydrates, car- high sugar, mm-hmm. that's where you put on your, your weight. You know yourself, you eat excess sugar, it doesn't yeah, get burnt yeah. off, it stays in the fucking gut. Yeah, just, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I look at. I don't bother counting calories and anything like that it, you know yeah, it work, work for me so yeah, yeah. I'd always say to clients well what's worked for you before yeah go um, back to what was working stop doing what isn't working I tell you Joe Wicks is excellent is if he you follow Joe Wicks just a couple of his workouts um, 15 minute uh, hit workouts mm. high intensity interval training is what it's called and you're like 30 oh, yeah, seconds yeah. on 15 seconds off or whatever mm. or sometimes mm. 45 on mm. 15 off and uh, high fat, low carbs, lovely recipes. Like some of the recipes we'd have of a Saturday night, they're that nice. And Saturday oh, night, right. I must check it out. Yeah. Eat shit night. You I know say, you know, me and the vegetables, man. The vegetables and stuff like that's what fucking. We blame the parents. <laughs> Thanks for fucking me up, man. <laughs> you yeah. got all that being forced to fucking eat that stuff when I was a child. Mm. Yeah. Thanks very much. But uh, no, I, I would recommend him to anybody because I started mm. following him uh, just over two years ago. And mm. all within surprisingly, didn't want to come months. on the podcast. Um, he was busy. Apparently, is what his <laughs> we reached out. His manager he's busy. told me. Yeah, his manager. Yeah, and in fairness, he is busy. He has a new podcast so himself, and I fucking yeah, yeah. I should look. And in fairness, not as good as ours. Uh, no, not as good as ours. No, <laughs> Jesus, no. You mad? You mad? He's only there talking with Louis Theroux and all these, and I'm 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 talking with you. <laughs> Who's that like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm fucking talking with Alan Clark every week. <laughs> <laughs> fucking winning. <laughs> um, talking about me clear, uh, clearing dinner. You've just cleared life, man. This is it. <laughs> this is your reward. 
reward? <laughs> get to listen to me bollocks on every week. <laughs> Speaking of bollocksing on, uh, <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about... I'll give you a bit of feedback. Yeah, you caught me with this one. I, I got you with this one last week. Um, had a message. Uh, oh, we good. Had, uh, we had we had a had a bit of contact. Short and short and sweet. Well, two of them actually. Uh, so I'll give you the first one first. Cool. I think the podcasts are great, brave, and a very good balance in them. You're talking about things that many people, including therapists, shy away from openly discussing. Keep them going. You're helping more people than you might realize. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That was thanks to the thanks to the individual that that, that sent that into us. Uh, yeah. And I have another one for you here as well, all the way from España. Oh, España, mi amigos yeah, en España. Yeah, you're, you're, Hola, mis señores y mis señoras, ¿qué tal? Yeah. Well, well, they're in London now, but uh, ah, they're, right. they're from they're from Spain. <laughs> well, let me let me get this one for you here. So we got this one on uh, on the on the gram, Instagram. Oh, on the gram. Uh, first of all. To validate you, you're right about Hamilton. So brilliant. Ah. <laughs> really enjoying the podcast. Brilliant. <laughs> and that's that's from Ida, uh, from uh, Madrid. Oh, cool. So thank you, Ida. I'd yeah, love yeah. to go to Madrid. We're going worldwide. Worldwide. What, what's, what's the local, what's the recent stats, man? I actually, I, I, <laughs> Were you talking about, did you mention Japan when I was talking to you earlier? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know who's yeah. listening to us in Japan. Peru, I think wow. I've seen. Colombia um, as well. Yeah. Australia, yeah. Uh, yeah. New Zealand, India. Wow, they might like your Peter K impression. So we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> Fuck off. And <laughs> uh, yeah, you might like my impression of being friendly. I've, I've been fucking playing it here for a long time. But uh, it's wilting. That's why, that's why you're an actor, dude. <laughs> Uh, UK are still on top the, the old states have been bad states right, yeah, have been yeah, bad yeah. Yeah. Colombia, um, Japan Canada, Netherlands Malta Malta, Malta yeah Greece yeah. I think was in there as well wasn't it um, yeah. but yeah cool like, it, it's it's just amazing it's mad isn't it man it's mad I, I, like, I, that, that, that's weird like yeah yeah it's cool like you know it's just me and you having a chat nobody else involved yeah. in this you know yeah. that's it and hopefully we do it all yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, hopefully people are getting a bit of enjoyment out of it, getting a bit of entertainment, mm, and hopefully mm. they're learning something. I know I am. And this week we yeah. want to learn about video gaming addiction, internet gaming disorder, to give it its proper title. Internet gaming? What do you mean, internet gaming? Does it have internet to be on the internet? Internet gaming disorder? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be. Now that's so. Uh, on was it last week's last week's episode? I mentioned DSM. What did we do last week on? Oh, depression. Yeah, so I mentioned the criteria that you need to meet. Oh, yeah, yeah. For depression. Yeah, it has to be five out of nine or something. That's over, over a two-week period. So uh, a little bit of background then. So that's the DSM. So the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5. So this is the fifth version of it. And, you, you know, it gets updated every, well, every long time, 15 or 20 years or whatever mm. to do it in. But So that's that's from the the, uh, the APA, which is the, the, the American Psychiatric Association. And then... Our, our friends of late, the World Health Organization, they have their they have their um, their own version of um, classification of diseases and stuff like that. And theirs is um, what do they call their one? Uh, the ICD, International Classification of Diseases, or something mm-hmm. like that. So the DSM have come have turned around and said, um, okay, this is something, but it needs more research, and we might include it in the next version but it, need, it needs more research 
And then the World Health Organization, they have turned around and went, no, it's a thing. And we have it in our in our latest version. So they call it gaming disorder. Mm. Um, and the, the, the DSM refers to it then as internet gaming disorder. I, I have an, uh, a Nintendo 64 just up here. Found it. <laughs> I found a cable. I was just rooting to an old box and I found the old, you know, the old TV cable where you connect an aerial mm-hmm. to your TV. And I said, uh, I said, I'll get this a bash, see if it works. It still works. I mean, Nintendo yeah, oh, 64 yeah. Them work. shits were built to last, man. I need them old consoles. I was playing it. I played uh, mm. Man United versus Germany. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to get a quick game in. And the yeah, sounds, yeah. the commentary, the graphics. Mm, mm. And even when you move the controller and like little whoosh, whoosh. <gasps> it all came flooding back to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But um, it just proves that I'm still shit at FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> 27 years ago I got that and it's, wow. I'm still shit wow. at it <laughs> tell you how old I am my, my first computer was a, a Spectrum 48k never heard so of it so what the don't say yeah, that took so like cassette tapes or something it did take cassette tapes oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah yeah I think it was I think it was 10 when I got it no I think way. it was 1987 88 something like that mm. when I got it and the 48k in Spectrum 48k stood for 48 kilobytes of memory wow 48 that's how much it had your normal a save a normal save on your everyday console now could be 60 or 70 megabytes wow yeah <laughs> and these were running games yeah yeah 48 kilobits or kilobytes i can't remember of, of memory like so that, that's remember, how long I, can you remember the games on them oh i do yeah there was dizzy uh, dizzy egg uh you used to get all the you get all the arcade ones uh, batman the batman movie that was that was one of them. That wow. was my, yeah, RoboCop, Spy Hunter, um, uh, Double Dragon, mm. all, all the old arcade games that you could get on the on the spectrum. Brilliant. So, and then there was a Commodore, and I think then we had a Super Nintendo. Um, I got over then for for a few years. Got back into it with the Playstations, uh, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, Four. So now we've mm. got so now we've got both consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so it's not a problem. Yeah. Well, it's well, not a problem for me. That's yeah, not yeah. A, it's not a problem for many people. I know. We had um, uh, an Astral. Do you remember the Astrals? They no. were like a cheap knockoff version of the Ataris. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, an Atari. That was the first, actually. Atari oh, really? 2600. That was, that was the first first game I had. Yeah. First console. My computer, dad was in the level. And he brought home oh, an Astral. Yeah. Your dad was in the um, army, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was in the army. Retired soldier. And mm, brought mm. home an Astral. And the best game on it was you were, <laughs> you were a thief in a supermarket and you were trying to run away from a security guard. And it was just brilliant. <laughs> it was just three floors. There we go, violence in video games, man. There did you it, go. It, <laughs> and that, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that as well. Actually, when we talk about those first video games, one of the... And there's some debate over what, what the first video game was. But... One of the most heavily recognised ones was uh, has its roots. Roots. Do you know what the Manhattan Project is? No. Ah, oh, the Manhattan Project was basically the the scientific project to develop the the atomic bomb, which mm. ultimately won World War Two. There was a guy called William Higginbottom, so he was as part of the um, uh, the Manhattan Project. But the, the the lab that he worked in, they used to have this visitors' day, and he created this game called Tennis for Two. Which was basically what we all know as Pong. Right, yeah. You know, boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, that kind of thing. You've got your bat on each side and the ball like in the middle. Thing, yeah. And he never, he never patented it. It was just a kind of, oh, this is what we can do with this kind of computer power that we have. So that's kind of recognised as one of the 
one of the first video games. Never patented it, just kind of did it as a bit of crack. Mm. Um, and then he actually went on to be very, uh, to be very prominent in the anti-nuclear uh, campaigns. Okay. So he worked on the Manhattan Project, but then went, oh shit, this does not lead to good things. Mm. And, and he became a, a big um, advocate against uh, nuclear nuclear weapons. Wow. I mean, that's going back to uh, 1958, so back to the 50s. Wow, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm. Um, I often find the most simplistic games are the most addictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, do you remember Snake yeah. on the Nokia? <laughs> on the old Nokia. Yeah. yeah. How do people are addicted to Snake? Yeah. Fucking hell. I remember when so that's simple. all you could do to entertain yourself. <laughs> yeah, Snake. Stuck waiting somewhere. Have a game of Snake. Yeah. That's I want to go on the internet. Tough shite. <laughs> You're not at your desk and work. <laughs> Getting 3.5 kilobits per second. Yeah, yeah. Jing, 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 jing. Hold on, listen, listen. <gasps> Connected. Connected. Yeah, yeah. You hear that? Get off the internet. I want to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, video games has just blown up recently. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Uh, worth, worth about 150 billion. Yeah, much bigger than the movie industry. Yeah, yeah. Huge, absolutely. Like, I've often heard of people saying, you know, when there's the new Grand Theft Auto or something coming out, Mm -hmm. that they'll take a week off work and play Mm -hmm. And a few Mm -hmm. of them will call around and bring tellies and kind of sit in their own and play this. Excuse my ignorance, but that to me just sounds like the biggest waste of time ever. Because when you finish it... They might say watching Man United is the exact same thing. a good run in the podcast in fairness and uh, thanks for that Alan and uh, and so ends their friendship (laughs) (laughs) different strokes man different strokes yeah it just uh, that's where I'm coming from I just feel like it's just it it baffles me so how can you become addicted to something that's not real how how is it not real because it's virtual reality yeah but your sense of fun is real the escapism is real I can understand the escapism like we watch movies and we we dig into music and that kind of stuff. We like to escape. Um, And is that why it's so addictive to some people? Because they leave their own life behind and they go and jump into this world where they're this big muscly creature with guns and they can go and uh, rob cars and Mm. shoot people and take down helicopters and they're just, they're their ideal self, let's say. You know what I mean? They are the the superhero. Yeah, yeah. And as you mentioned, superheroes. So um, I went to see was it last last summer the Sonic movie was out mm. uh, with Jim Carrey went to bring James to see it and he really enjoyed it I was like actually that wasn't bad that was actually better than I thought it was going to be but I was telling him about Sonic that Sonic is a game oh yeah and I was like oh. I've been putting it off and I, I'd never play games in front of him or anything like that I'd always wait till he was in bed if I was ever going to play it I was like I can't fucking tell him about it and not show him like so went on went on the PlayStation Went on to the PlayStation now and they had, a, they had a Sonic game. I was like, this is Sonic. And he fucking took to it. Yeah. So now now his thing is that, you know, he's allowed he's allowed an hour, an hour a day to, mm. to play video games. And as you mentioned, super, superheroes. So we've been playing the, the Lego, the Lego Batman games and the Lego movie game and all of that. Yeah. And sometimes you get different characters in the Lego games. And, you know, whenever he gets Batman or Superman, he wants to be Superman. And you have, so you have two characters. You play it when it's two player. And he goes mad then. Oh, I wanted to be Superman. So if mm. I'm Superman, he's like, I want to be Superman. I was like, well, why wouldn't he want to be Superman? Here he is. He can vicariously play this game. He can fly. He mm. can go anywhere. He's powerful. 
he has all the things that he doesn't have in real life mm. as a four year old yeah, yeah so why wouldn't he want to, to be able to do that oh yeah. well you're Batman you can only walk I can fly oh I'm flying up here look where I am daddy oh I can't be killed yeah and you, you know we, you don't get that in the real world and what, what you get with, with video games is you get a do over if you make a mistake if you die you get to go again and on top of that then games meet our psychological needs so in what's called um, self-determination theory um, it identifies uh, competence autonomy and relatedness uh, that, that they're sort of three intrinsic psychological needs and when they're met that enhances our self-motivation and our mental health so go back so over that again there so competence feeling you're good mm-hmm. at something feeling a sense of mastery yeah. autonomy being able to do whatever you want go wherever yeah. you want and relatedness, feeling connected. Okay. So, if you're playing a game, at the start it'll give you a tutorial, or you'll start with an easy mission, press X to run, L2, da 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 Yeah, yeah. And you start, oh, fuck, all right, right. And then you develop a sense of mastery about it. Mm-hmm. So you're learning something, you're getting better at the game, you power up, you clear a level, you defeat a boss. You're certainly going to feel a sense of competence from that. Mm. So there's, there's one need met. Sense of autonomy. If you, you mentioned Grand Theft Auto, you can literally drive or go anywhere in that game that you want. So they're what are called sandbox games. So it's like a child in a sandbox and you create these worlds. And okay, you, yeah. And you can do all of that. So the likes of GTA, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, anything like that, you can mm. go wherever you want and there's all these side missions. So there's your sense of autonomy. If I want to, in you know, for the likes of Red Dead, if I want to ride around hunting animals, I can do that. Mm. If I want to go fishing in Red Dead... I can go fishing. If I well, want to go into a bar. You just go, I'm going to do a bit of fishing here. And you yeah. Turn on the PlayStation have, and try and catch fish. You have to get the bait. Oh, you, have to, you have to go <laughs> to specific places to catch different kinds of fish. You know, like, where else are you going to get that? Like, you want to go hunt a bear, you have to track the bear, you have to follow the follow the you trail, you have to get the scent. You go down the to river. the canal line, you go to the lake, you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, son, you're coming fishing. Oh, no, sorry, I caught three perch earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you. I'm turn on the telly. <laughs> but, but there's that autonomy. You can do that. Mm. You have that. And then the relatedness. So you can play with your own friends online. Oh, lads, you know, we can knock online here at 8 o'clock, have a game of FIFA, have a little yeah. FIFA tournament. You can play with strangers. So you're, you're, you're feeling connected. So you're getting these psychological needs that are met true games mm. and if they're not being met in the real world games are very very appealing okay mm. I remember asking um, uh, there was a young guy in a transition year or something like that and chatting away while working and I said to him uh, you know would you hang out with your mates and all that he said oh yeah no we, we'd hang out regular I said where would you hang out I mean is there anywhere for teenagers to go oh no no we just <laughs> play playstation together we put yeah, on the yeah, headphones yeah. and we talk but do you meet up like like years ago we used to go out and sit on a wall or something or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean mess around or find a mm, tree or mm, some crap mm. like that and you'd be having a bit of a crack but uh, no it's just chatting away online yeah but but they're you know if they're playing something like Call of Duty mm. they're now I don't I don't play online games I, I like a game and a good story I like you know I like the sense yeah. of competence and achievement from that and the kind of emotional journey that that takes you on but you've got four or five friends, they're in a squad, they're fighting against someone else. They've got a common goal. Mm, they're working together they're, as a team. They, they, they yeah. share the frustration, they yeah. share the joys. 
you know, yeah. it's that relatedness piece again. So it's meeting, it's meeting their needs. How long should you let a child play? Like if you have a parent listening to this now, mm, the child mm. plays uh, video games, how long should you let them play? Yeah, so I mean, depending on the age, but generally a kind of, the kind of rule of thumb for kind of, from five is probably about an hour a day. Mm, okay. Uh, and that's, I mean, th- without knowing that, that's what I'd kind of allow James for. Um, 90 minutes. 90 minutes is kind of a, a sensible amount of time. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's no hard and fast rule, but I mean, this is the thing as well. Like when, when I did my, when I did my masters was that, you know, they're all going on. Oh, did you see that thing? Oh, fucking, uh, my child was like a demon after he played Fortnite for 15 hours. Mm. And I was like, hang on a fucking minute, love. You're the one letting them play for fucking 15 hours. Unreal. Jesus. Do you not think there might be something wrong there? Like 15 hours? Oh, sure, I have to. No, no, you don't. You're the parent. You tend to only be awake for an average of 15 hours, 16 hours a day. Of course you'd be fucking mental. Have you did anything for 15 hours like that? Yeah. Like you'd be, you know, but then they're all going out just odd 12 hours a day. My, yeah. my son, my daughter's only, it's like, you're the fucking parent. Mm. You tell the child you're allowed an hour, you're allowed 90 minutes, and that's it. Yeah, simple as. If, if you can play for 15 hours, sure you will. Mm. Of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course you will. Can't blame the child. Mm. I was always a big fan of FIFA. And I would, I actually had a PlayStation 3 with just FIFA on it. And that was it. Yeah, just FIFA. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it, it kind of got that bad that I nearly, uh, I nearly rang in sick to Manchester United one day, you know, because I, uh, uh, I couldn't make it in. It was, uh, it put you go for a while. But, you um, made the squad on, on FIFA anyway, did you? Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. Well, fair yeah, player, man. yeah, kind of, kind of, in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Even online of uh, inferiority complex. I put myself on the bench, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I gave myself five minutes near the end before winning 3-0, you know. <laughs> put me in, coach. You know, I'm ready, Fergie, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Ah, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I do understand to an extent where you can get attached to it, you know. Because but you mean you can get attached to anything? Absolutely, yeah. You can get you know attached I mean? and to it. And I know, like, and I've had clients, I've had parents that are in during lockdown. Oh, sure, I'm letting them play the fucking PlayStation. I'm letting mm. them play the Xbox. That's okay. Relax, like, what else has the child got in their life? Yeah. They literally, literally couldn't go anywhere. Mm. At least as a parent, some of them might, were, might have been able to still go to work. Where could the child go? They couldn't see their friends. But they could meet their friends online. They could play games online. Mm. So, you know, don't be worrying. This. And, and this is the thing which my research showed as well and which correlates with other research. Time spent playing doesn't equal addiction. Okay. So just because your child plays video games for a long time, it doesn't make them an addict. And what should you look out for? Yeah. Oh, you queued that one up nicely, man. I have it ready here, ready to go. You fucking set it up, I'll knock it out the park. You'd swear we knew what we were doing. <laughs> That's why we used to bounce off each other on stage, man. We had that rapport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. By accident, almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so again, so to me, so if you're looking at this, the, the diagnostic, if you were to, and this is what my, 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 what my research covered was, is that you have to meet five of the following criteria within a year. So over the, over the space of a year. So preoccupation or obsession with internet games. So basically that's all you think about. Okay. You're in work, all you can think about is getting home to play your game. So we're Which talking all about symptoms. kids or adults? Anyone. Okay. 
anyone. Yeah, so if you're in school, all you want to do, that's all That's all you do. You're preoccupied. Mm. Same, as a, same as an addict. Okay. All you're thinking about is your next fix. The next goal, yeah. Yeah. So preoccupation, withdrawal symptoms when not playing, a buildup of tolerance, meaning more time needs to be spent to, to enjoy playing the game. They've tried to stop playing, but have failed to do so. So this is the ambivalence that you get with, with addiction. You want to stop, but you can't. Mm. Um, the person has a loss of interest in other activities so no other no interest in hobbies no interest in any other area of life this is all they want to do is, mm. is to play games uh, continued overuse of games um, despite the negative impact that that's having on their life okay so when you know there's going to be consequences and you still and you still continue to play lying about how, how much they've played using the the game to relieve other symptoms, uh, anxiety, guilt, anything like that, depression, uh, lost or put at risk relationships, jobs, school, stuff like that. People would lose jobs because they want a game all the time. Basically. It, it's basically it's basically any any addiction. Yeah, yeah. Any any addiction can basically be boiled down to the inability to stop, despite mm. it having a negative consequence on your life. Mm. Now, the problem with this criteria, and this is why. The majority of researchers are saying this needs more research. This is this is a flawed system because what this is basically taken off of is this is sort of taken from your substance abuse. I'm just going to say you could probably take a lot of boxes with alcohol or, or drugs, but this is what it's all based on. Yeah, it's, it's these these have just been kind of rejigged a little bit. Yeah, 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 to to fit video game addiction. Mm. But really, it's taken from substance addiction. But at the same time, as as you say, addiction is addiction. So no matter yeah, what look it is, at, if you're I mean, look, look at the criteria here. Like, so you got preoccupation mm. uh, or obsession with the game. So you can have that with books, which isn't a bad thing. But and see, this is the thing as well. There's always a moral panic around stuff that people, children, are invested in. At one time, it was comics to try to ban comics. Yeah, the banned pinball machines. There's always something around the new thing that the kids are into. Dungeons and Dragons. It's satanism. Yeah, that's that's entirely what it is. Mm. So you take this, this, so you've got your preoccupation. Uh, You've got your withdrawal symptoms. I mean, that's your, that's your DTs. That's, that's the heroin addict. That's your alcoholic. That doesn't, how is that going to apply? Like, that's, that's a flawed system to try and play. Oh, well, I had the shakes because I couldn't play Red Dead or FIFA. Mm. A build-up of tolerance. So more time needs to be spent playing the games. Again, this is taken off your substance abuse. So where it used to be two cans a night would do it for you. Then it's six cans. Yeah. Then yeah. six cans and a nagging. A build-up of tolerance. Every new game brings you a new experience. Mm. Whether that's an absolutely new game altogether. Or just a new game of FIFA online with the lads. Yeah. You know, so mm. again, how, how does this really match? Uh, the person has tried to stop continue to do so that's that's fair enough you can apply that one uh, loss of interest in other life activities fair enough mm. person has continued use yeah that's okay uh, person lied to others I used to lie <laughs> I used to lie when I was a kid when I was like, how long are you playing that computer uh, we only just turned it on yeah. <laughs> myself and Nikki oh, we, we only just turned it on should we be playing the fucking thing all day of course you would because yeah. we probably had nothing else to do yeah yeah exactly um, like and again you know the, the preoccupation you can have that, like I said, you can have that with a book. Do you ever mm. read a book and like, oh, I can't wait to get back into that now. 
Oh, oh yeah. Jesus, the fucking story ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, I can't wait to get back to that now tonight. Of course. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's yeah. a flawed system because it's mm. based on uh, substance abuse. Yeah. And, and, and the criteria for that around, um, around addiction. So that, that's, that's the criteria. So it's five, five of those over a year. I can understand that somebody may, um, you know, finish up a game or, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they could go into a bit of a, a cycle of depression because they're, they're back in the real world and they're not the superhero. They're not Cristiano Ronaldo. They're not just that and the other. Um, mm. What other disorders can that lead to? Well, very often, uh, and I mean, this is, this is where you're going with the chicken or egg, um, which came first. And, you know, there is a lot of comorbidity. So that means there's something else with it there. Like, so your comorbidity with depression could be anxiety. So you've got depression and mm. anxiety. Uh, yeah. Or ADHD with something else. That, that, that's comorbidity. Yeah, so, the, so the, important, the important factor to remember in this is that what my research showed and what a lot of other research has shown as well is that these people that are depressed or anxious or have ADHD and there's a high correlation between ADHD and, and gaming disorder. Um, they're playing these games as an escape. Mm-hmm. They're playing them because they're depressed. Okay. They're playing them because they're anxious. They're playing them because they don't have friends in the real world. Mm. So one of the highest, um, um, one of the highest ones around addiction is what's called MMORPGs. So that's that stands for a massively multiplayer online role playing game. So the likes of World of Warcraft, okay, um, all those all those kind of games where you have to you build basically build a second life, mm. yeah. And the majority of people, are, and and by their own definition, that you know this this is the one with the highest the highest chance of addiction. By their own definition, these addicts, uh, by by their own admission, that is their life. Mm. They don't have friends in the real world. They don't have anything else. So again, you go back to that autonomy, that competence, that relatedness. There it is. It's all there online when mm. it's not there in the real world. So if you've got a child playing video games for 15 hours, why? Why is the child allowed to play that long? What needs are being met mm. that he's playing the video game for that long? Okay. That isn't being met um, in the real world. I know what you mean. So there's obviously... There's no other no other interests outside that. There's no maybe sport they play, or there's no encouragement or interaction with the child. Or exactly. it's basically, there's a control pad. Go. And I mean, this is the other thing as well. Parents are quite happy to use it as a as a virtual babysitter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So when it suits them, it's okay. Mm. But when I don't want you playing it for that long, then it's not okay. Yeah, and the kids can't see it. And that's not fair to the fucking yeah. child. Of course, they don't know. How do you break free? Of addiction, like, do you have to completely tune out, or can you kind of ease yourself off and go, okay, I'm 14 hours a day here. Let's cut it back to 12. Let's cut it back to 10. Let's cut it back. Yeah, to but 8. again, you Is know, the like correlation down off any sort of addiction. I don't. I, I don't think so. Well, anything. You know, we can you get addicted, and I use quotation marks to anything like. Mm, you know, question, and yeah. you know, and and the research will show, like, you know, this this changes the the, the, the neurobiology. You know, this changes your brain. Mm. Anything, any exposure to anything over time will do that. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you expose yourself to, to soccer training a lot, that's going to change your brain. Mm, of course it is, yeah. <laughs> if, if you expose yourself to anything over a long period of time, that's going to, that's going to change your brain. Mm. 
So again, to go back to go back to my own research and, and, and the research of others, time spent playing does not equal addiction. Yeah. I mean you could you could play for fifteen hours a day, get your what, eight hour sleep, get up for work, go to work next day. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Your function. Yeah. You know, where where's the problem? Um so it's really about meeting the needs of um, the psychological needs outside of that virtual world. So if they are not being met, a virtual world is very appealing. But uh, and, I, and look, and I say it, you know, and I talk about children because that's what my research was. Mm. But that's not really who plays video games. Well, they do, but adults play video games as well. So, you know, different, um, different studies. And this is the thing because there isn't a set criteria around the research. So one thing shows one thing, another thing shows another thing. Um, like there was um, one one study of uh, Dutch uh, thirteen to forty year olds found that five percent would fit the diagnostic criteria for for that. Um, in another one, uh, seven thousand participants, twelve percent mm. met the criteria. Now these, that's that's a study from two thousand fifteen. Um, as I said about the the ADD, so and this goes with the with the comorbidity of. Um, so there was another study that found 8% of, of, of kids between 8 and 18 met the criteria for that. And, and uh, they received poor grades, had, uh, and, but they also had a comorbidity with attention problems, twice as likely to report ADD or ADHD, so attention okay. deficit disorder or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So what some, what some studies try and show is that, well, the kid has these problems because they play video games. But really, the kid has those problems. That's why they play video games. And if you have certain issues like uh, anger, can video mm. games amplify that? Well, this, I mean, this is the kind of age-old thing. And a lot of this came out of after Columbine because the, the, the two lads behind Columbine were known to play Doom, violent video game and stuff like that. So again, the moral panic of, you know, playing these violent video games makes makes people a killer. So what what... The majority of the research has shown is that people that are violent after video games have a predilection toward violence to begin with. Yeah. Mm. So if it wasn't a video game, it was going to be a movie. Yeah. Or it was going to be something else. Music. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. 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 Fucking what do you do? You listen to satanic records backwards. You know, there's always there's always a moral panic around around something. Mm. So but this goes back to their um the kind of upbringing and what what's made them that way. So have they been depressed? Have their parents been negligent? So if you get if you get a child, and and, and I've seen this, I've seen it in people I know, you know the child is ten or eleven and he's playing GTA five. Mm. That's rated eighteen for a reason. Yeah, gosh, there's only a video game. Mm. Yeah, but you can go around there. You can fuck a hooker. You can rob cars. You can, you know. And yes, mm. it's only a video game. They're only pixels, but you're still exposing the child to something that they shouldn't be exposed to. And what does that do to their brain? Well, I mean, if you take, I mean, and it goes back to, I think I mentioned on one of the other ones. I mean, kids need to know about sex, but you don't show them porn. Mm, of course not. You know, it has to be age appropriate. So if you, you say you take someone that, um, in the example with children, you take someone that, um, okay, that the parents might be a little negligent and they're happy to let the child play 10, 12, 15 hours a day, GTA 5. You know, it's a, it's a virtual babysitter. 
Mm. So they're probably not not too interested in what, what he is playing. Oh, but all my friends are playing it. Okay, well, get him that fucking game. Shut him up there. So the parent is negligent. The child is playing video games for X amount of time. The, prior, the child is going to have other symptoms from the negligence of the parent. Mm-hmm. Turns to video games as an escape. Maybe gets violent. People blame the, the video game. But what's everything that led to him being with the video game in the first place? Mm. It's like any addiction. What's the underlying issue right. that, that the person is trying to escape from? But does it desensitize people, the likes of GTA, the likes of Call of Duty, does it desensitize kids and adults mm. to violence? And no, I think, no I think, yeah, no, I, I don't think so, because, so what they did, th- there was a, a game, I can't remember the name of it, and there was a study where, so they had a, a realistic gun's blood, you know, kind of thing. Mm. And then they the ran the same game where they did a mod on it where, Instead of a gun, it was a trumpet, and it blew out something like rainbows or something. And it would knock people over, and it'd mm. fall to the ground laughing. It had the same impact. Okay. So, th- there isn't really that correlation, unless mm. there's an underlying problem to begin with. And a lot of th- and what to do then with a lot of the research is, oh, well, we'll, we'll test people playing a, a violent, again, uh, bunny, bunny years, versus a non-violent game. Hmm. So you're having someone play Call of Duty or, or some other war game, shooter kind of game versus someone playing Candy Crush. Mm. Like, that's that's not even apples and oranges. That's two fucking different... That's a car and, a, and an orangutan. Yeah, yeah. You know, are they games? Technically, yes. Are they in the same category? Absolutely not. So it's not... You know, mm. the, the, the research is flawed. Right, yeah, yeah. And this is what this is what the DSM is calling for. We need more research around mm. this. But the WHO came out, the World Health Organization said we've been actually under a bit of uh, uh, pressure from Asian nations because this is a scourge over there. Mm. And in Korea, so years ago, Korea tried to have a curfew that children weren't allowed to play online video games uh, between a certain time. Mm. It didn't work. <laughs> Because okay. the kids just robbed their parents' IDs <laughs> and played anyway. And it cost, I think it cost like about a fucking billion or something. Uh, yeah, it cost about a billion to the to the, to the game and economy in the country. Like the, the shutdown Jeez. law that, that, that they call it. So and the, the, how much of that work. is tax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, now look, in Asia, it's been mad. You know, there has been murders. There was one, one, um, uh, one Chinese girl stabbed her mother to death. Because she'd been beaten in one of these uh, addiction treatment centres. So they go to like a big camp, effectively. Like where boot camp. Well, like, yeah, I don't know what they're like. And you're never going to know what mm. <laughs> what it is in China anyway. Of course not. Yeah. So she was in there. She was bet. And then she came out and she starved her mother to death. Did she starve her mother to death because of video games? Or did she starve her mother to death because her mother put her in a place where she was beaten? And she obviously had some sort of underlying condition as well to be able yeah, to yeah. murder somebody. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking rip, rip the little jacks there quickly. Cue the elevator Ooh. music. <laughs> Part two. <sighs> Sorry about that. Man. Oh, good. Oh, good. Pint of, yeah, that pint of uh, summer fruit squash. 
You know, funny enough, I was just thinking, um, just thinking back to that Peter Kay thing, you know. Garlic bread, it is a revelation. What is this? Garlic on bread, I can't believe it. Sack. <laughs> Garlic bread. It's a sensation. Cheesecake. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> You're a sack. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so during your own research, what conclusions did you come to? This is this is the problem with it. Okay, so I mean, I only had a small, I only had a small uh, research group. I think it was about, uh, I think it was forty three forty three participants or something like that. So what what my study showed was that twenty three percent of adolescents. So to go back again to adolescents being up to twenty four to the to the full development of the brain um so kind of uh, 10 10 to 24 was the age age group in which i went into 23 percent. so nearly one in four would read the diet would meet the diagnostic criteria for internet gaming disorder wow 25 percent. yeah yeah now look other studies have shown and look as i said it's only a small study so mm. you know and obviously you know you do it again and you see what the because the other studies that, that I had looked at were, you know, a couple of years old. So does this mean that it's getting worse? Or mm. And it was done during the summer. So And obviously I have all of this in my, you know, um, limitations and future research around, around my own study. So one in four uh, most likely were adolescents aged between 10 to 16. So the average kind of average age of 13 was okay. most likely to, to have it developed. Um, and then... So ninety percent of the of those that identified um, had said that it had a negative impact on their on their school or their home life. Mm. So whether they were fighting with their parents or they didn't do their homework or you know they had to do their homework the next day or the you know stuff like that. So for those that were addicted, they played on average of eighteen hours per week uh, compared to ten hours per week for for non addicted adolescents. But again, uh, the ones that played the most. Didn't didn't fit the criteria for an addiction. Mm. Okay. So this this matches up with again of time spent playing does not equal does not equal addiction. Mm. So so this is what they showed. This my study showed was that maybe maybe one in four. But the reality of that then is well what if they do? There's nothing there for them. The NHS uh, a couple of years ago, two years ago, they opened up uh, a treatment for internet gaming disorder. There's nothing here in Ireland like that. Mm. Your options are probably going to be private psychotherapy to try and help the child. But what has been shown is that um, monitoring and limiting the child's video game use, having the console in in the sitting room rather than in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. that's going to help. Also, what needs to be looked at is what's going on in the family, what's going on in the child's life, that they're turning to something to escape. I mean, the, the parents might be going giving out about the young lad, but at the same time, Mammy's having a bottle of wine there every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's the difference like? What's what's the child saying? You know, you it's okay for yourself, you to have your yeah. bottle of wine every night. You're looking for your escapism, and the child is has this console that'll bring him into a whole new world. Yeah, he can go and be and do anything that he wants. Mm. Would you give the same advice to an adult who's trying to anyone come yeah, down? Yeah. What, from what's that missing age? from your life? Mm. What's what's missing from your life? That, yeah. uh, and the the key thing um, in in the research is that, and it's like any addiction, it's not about the pursuit of satisfaction. It's about the escape from dissatisfaction. They're trying to get away from something that's wrong. 
Mm. And video games just helped them to do that. I'm re- reading a book at the minute, actually. It's actually a very interesting book uh, called um, Lost in a Good Game. I think I think the guy that wrote it is a psychologist or something like that. Uh, it's very well researched. But his kind of journey in video games began when uh, his father was diagnosed with motor neuron disease when he was a kid. So it, he has mm-hmm. video games as an escape. Yeah, he wanted to get out of there. The important thing to remember is games are fun. And this is, this is you know, this was, that was the number one um, uh, reason in, in, this, in my study and other studies that that's why, that's why people play video games. They are fun to play. Yeah, they are, of course. Yeah. They are escapism. Yeah. You know, and you know, you I spoke about The Last of Us 2 there recently. Like the emotional development of that is, you know, it's like a movie. Mm. Only you're playing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get to interact in this in this movie and have you know, some games that, you know, there's some games that every decision you make changes the entire course of the game. Mm. If you die or, you know, someone you're with dies in the game, you don't get a do-over. Yeah. You don't get to go back to the last checkpoint. That person has died. Now you have to face the consequences of that in this game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, you don't get that. In, well, I mean, it is real life, but yeah. there's no consequences to it. So if you're losing 2-0 on FIFA, you can go plug the fucking thing from the wall and go, ah, never <laughs> liked that game. <laughs> <laughs> all the rage, all the rage quits and the remote's fucked at the wall and... Or else, yeah. or else, you could switch to controllers that you're the opposition, score three own goals, and then switch back <laughs> just before the end of the game. And, you know, so you can get your five minutes on the pitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this, this was one of the other things around the, the, the violent video games, was that there was another study that showed then that it's not about the violence, it's about the competitiveness. Mm, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. That causes the aggression. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're out there and you're losing the game, you're going to go in there and fucking break up a lad with a tackle in real life. Yeah. Oh, you see it all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. take out your aggression on the pitch, you know, on other people. Mm. Mm. And uh, yeah, look, games are games. It's competition. You're trying to win yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Cool. Video, video games are no different. They mm. just do it in a different, and it is art. It's a different art form. And the, the, the artwork and the, the design of these games oh, is phenomenal absolutely yeah. so are you saying that at the end of the day gaming in moderation is okay yeah but in yeah. moderation like anything in moderation it's okay yeah but just, yeah. just be careful yeah. just watch watch yeah, your times like, watch your like, reactions and careful what it's doing to you it's like any addiction mm. what, what's the problem underneath it right okay why are they addicted to that yeah and it's not the game that makes people violent. It's the underlying issues that are already there, just amplified by yeah. by the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. On that note, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that was the penny dropping. <laughs> the penny drops, lovely. That's going to be the feature. That was actually twenty cents, but just twenty pennies. Twenty pennies, yeah. That, oh. That's just that's just lying around here. Just twenty cents, like an end on. No wonder somebody tried to break there. into your house last week. Fucking hell! Twenty cents <laughs> lying around in the middle. In case of anyone was wondering. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Let's leave it there, my man. So we hope you like what mm. you heard. If so, give us a rating, subscribe, leave a comment, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you think somebody would benefit from this, then by all means, share the podcast with them. Share the Facebook page, Twitter page, uh, whatever it is on your social media. It could make a big difference in their lives. We'd love to hear from you. As always, if you want to get in touch, you can send us an email on straighttalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Get us on Twitter at straighttalkingpod. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. You can follow the hashtag STMH. Big shout out to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music. What an amazing producer, beat maker. You can catch him on Facebook at FOB Beats if you're a singer, rapper, whatever, podcast chancers like ourselves. Get onto him. He's an incredible producer. He hits more buttons than, I don't know, somebody who's addicted to buttons. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Go Christ. for it. <laughs> Hitting more buttons than Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Not great, but, yeah, you know, yeah, given the lead in, better than mine. It's a good thing we were never out of rapping game anyway. Like the old metaphors and similes <laughs> yeah. have, uh, have died off. Certainly not a punchline I'd be adding now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right, Alan Clark, last word with you, dude. It's not about the pursuit of satisfaction. It's about the escape from dissatisfaction. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health.